Welcome to season three of the Craft Beer Connoisseurs podcast. I'm Chris. If you're new to the podcast, we're three friends and a producer who like to showcase craft breweries and their beers. Also, we like to end every episode with a short conversation on a variety of different topics. If you're not new to the podcast, well, you know what to expect. The three connoisseurs haven't changed and the producers are always a wild card. Whether you're new or returning, please feel free to listen to all of our previous content. And remember, follow us on Instagram at Craft Beer Cons, send us a friend request on Untapped, or subscribe on YouTube at Craft Beer Connoisseurs. Also, drop a comment, like, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Now for today's episode. Welcome to the Craft Beer Connoisseurs. I'm Chris. I'm Brett. And I'm Tyler. And along with us today is producer Brock. You can walk, you can talk, and we got producer Brock. But he couldn't get into Brock. Oof. Ooh. He went to Western. It's way better. Anyway, in today's episode, <laughs> <laughs> we'll be reviewing New Stat, Springs Brewery out of New Stat, Ontario, which is one of the oldest buildings for brewing beer in all of Ontario. And we'll get into that story in a little bit. Interesting. Sounds like you already told the story, but... <laughs> <laughs> More detail of that story. We're going to be having two beers on today's episode. So the first is uh, the New Stat Weiss, which is a Hefeweizen. And the second is their Schwarz beer. Very nice. And to end the episode, we're going to be discussing our fears. So Newstadt Springs is located at 456 Jacob Street in Newstadt, Ontario, uh, which is a village located in the beautiful Gray County. So uh, Newstadt Springs opened in 1997, but the building that it's in had their beer made in it since 1859. So that's the story that Brett was uh, touching on. That right there is an old stat. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) not wrong. (laughs) Well played. played. (laughs) So the history of the brewery began way back in the year 1857 uh, when Henry Huther, I'm going to say, okay, uh, came from Germany to the town of Neustadt, Ontario. Which would make sense because there is a Neustadt in, 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 Germany. in Germany. Yeah, so. so gravitating towards the towns with the German names makes sense. Uh, so he founded the Crystal Springs Brewery in 1859, which was built over a natural spring. And then in the early 1860s, unfortunately, a fire destroyed much of the wooden structure. Uh, but... <laughs> can, can we- can we just look at the, the history on this, right? He founded the brewery in 1859. Yeah. And in, in the early 1860s, it sounds very floral, but that could literally be like two one, years later. One year later, like yeah. A year later, like yeah. a fire destroyed everything. Yeah. Oh. Much of it. Not everything. Much of it. But luckily, he was on a natural spring, so easy to get water. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what the, uh, you know, the pumping situation was back in the 1860s, um, but... You never know. It was Henry just bucketed. Yeah, (laughs) pretty well. So Henry brought over 40 stonemasons from Germany to rebuild the brewery. So I guess he had some friends over in Germany, called them over. Um, Not sure. Quick Snapchat. Yeah. (laughs) I was going to say, not sure what the communication method was. I guess letter. Uh, WhatsApp. um, Yeah. (laughs) So uh, local field stone was brought in by farmers in exchange for beer. There you go. Uh, so then uh, by 1869, it was ready to begin brewing again. So again, early 1860s, it uh, had the fire. So maybe took 
up to nine years to rebuild it. Yes, yes. it could have. I was not around then. So I took him nine years to come across from Germany to help. (laughs) Yeah, no kidding. (laughs) All right. So for 57 years, the brewery continued serving local needs. Villagers skimmed yeast from the vats for their baking and malt residue was used by farmers to feed their cattle. This spirit of sustainability lives on today as their used malt is reused by local farmers to feed the cattle. So over the years, the building was not only used to brew beer, but also continued as a 10-bedroom hotel as well as a stable and hayloft. Wow. Yes. Multi-purpose. So yeah. say. The small stone building to the north of the brewery was originally a customs and excise, uh, excise office where the officer would check the barrels of beer going out full and coming in empty to calculate taxes due. The brewery closed its doors in 1916 due to the decline of the local population and also the beginning of the prohibition in Canada. Yeah, that'll, that'll, that'll cause you to, uh, to stop brewing beer. Yeah. Less people and also prohibition. Yes. <laughs> Two things that's not going to help. Since then, the building has had a variety of other uses, including the old Newstead Creamery, an egg grading station, the Newstead Town Hall, a farmer's market, and even a dance hall. Wow. It's done everything. Versatility. Yes. <laughs> right? It's done everything. <laughs> But now, <laughs> in July of 2021, Newstat was sold to Mike and Anita Weber, or it could be Weber, uh, and today they take advantage of the pure water by pairing it with the most pristine ingredients, including the finest malts, hops, and yeast that create an incomparable flavor that makes you keep coming back for another pint. Oh, we'll see about that in a little bit. Oh, right? you're darn tootin' <laughs> yeah. we will. Well, unfortunately, we're only going to be able to have two on the episode today. Yes. Uh, now, a beer is only as good as its creator. And today, Marvin Dick is the head brewmaster. Are you hitting on Marvin? What? <laughs> yeah, I mean, a beer is only as good Giving him some compliments? Like, <laughs> are you hitting on Marvin? <laughs> I guess we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> so he spent 18 years at Wellington Brewery. And then Marvin also has a master's in science, a bachelor's in food science, and a minor in history. That's a lot of uh, education. Yeah. And also, his beard. Have you seen some pictures? You yeah. are hitting on Marvin. <laughs> Quality beard Quality on Marvin? Quality beard. Yeah. Quality beard. Yes, right. indeed. Well, I, I think that uh, food science uh, bachelor's degree definitely would come in handy when brewing beer. I would hope yeah. so. So the uh, brewery itself uh, looks straight out of what you would see in Germany, uh, made with all brick or stone, I guess we've uh, found out, Um, which makes sense because we now know it was rebuilt by German stonemasons. So it makes sense that it would look like it's from Germany. There you go. Yeah. So on Untapped, there's 47 beers created with an average of 3.47 out of 5 with around 19,000 check-ins. Now we'll get into the beers in which we've had. Uh, let's start. Uh, let's, you know what? Let's change this out because I'm talking and I can do whatever the heck I want. So I'm going to go first. And <laughs> well, I figured well, you would start with yourself. Yeah, we'll yeah. work our way backwards. You know, I yeah, think that's right. good. So um, I have had one, which uh, that was the sauerkraut. You might see a little bit of a trend through this. Um, it definitely was not a beer with sauerkraut in it. I was going to say, I hope it was not. It wasn't. Okay, I thought you were going to say more of that. You just cut it off there, yeah. Well, that's uh, that was uh, my so hope. The yeah. sauerkraut had a 3.75 for myself. Chris, what do you got? I've had one. Uh, it's the 10W30. Now, did that have 10W30 in it, you know, oil? Uh, like DW30? No. 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 <laughs> it did look like the can of DW30, though. There you go. Uh, I that's gave, good labeling, though. Yeah, yeah, it is good, good labeling. labeling. Yes. Uh, I gave it a 2.75. Okay, okay. Uh, producer and myself, we're tied at six. 
Mm. Well, six out of 47 is not bad. No. Right? Uh, producer Brock, his highest rated is the sauerkraut at a four. My highest rated as as we mentioned with the 10W30, uh, my, I rated that a 3.75. So we had a little bit of discrepancy on that, Chris. Yes. Yeah. I liked it more than you did, apparently. Wow. Yeah. But uh, yet, the producer and myself did not have a discrepancy. No. Uh, we were pretty close. It's true. Uh, so have any of us been there before? No, I have not been there. But there might be some irony here. Yeah, there's actually... I don't know how, but there's some <laughs> irony. <laughs> it's just funny, because who could have thought that out of uh, anybody that I know that's been to the brewery, uh, my brother's been there? My brother doesn't even drink beer that much. One of our top listeners, though, right? Yeah, very, very good listener. So I guess that's the irony is that he doesn't drink beer. Yes, but he's been there. And he actually picked up me a six pack for Christmas. That was very nice. Aww. Hence you having six beers. Yes. (laughs) Actually, I had a couple more before that. Yeah, no, look, I had so many more beers. And I I feel bad because I didn't get you anything. So I guess I owe you a six pack of apple juice Um, (laughs) sometime. Nice. Alan's? I think so. I think I'll go prime. Not no name. I'm going to go like high end. I think you should go with the canned stuff. Some, some craft apple juice. Yeah, some, yeah, definitely some like really, really fancy apple juice. And uh, producer Brock's dad's also been through there once. So that was good. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So none of us have been, but we have relatives who have. Go us. <laughs> I, don't believe us go. I don't believe I've had any relatives who have been to the brewery. Fair enough. So the 10W30 and the I, which is a Scottish pale ale, is available in select LCBOs. And then the new Stead Lager is available currently in beer stores. Very good. Yeah. Pronunciation uh, might be a very touchy subject on today's episode. <laughs> Other beers uh, are available in select bars, restaurants throughout Southwestern Ontario. And we see this all the time, right? So it just depends if they can get their uh, sales team out there and their reps out there and, and see where you can find one of their beers. Yeah, definitely. Well, if you want to get a hold of their beers, they have delivery. Uh, you do have to place a minimum order of $75. And then based on where you're located, um, will determine your uh, shipping because it depends on what courier they use. Uh, if you're in the area and you want to go to the brewery, their hours are from Monday to Saturday, 10 to 6, uh, and Sunday, 1 to 5. That's clean. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. It's yeah. consistent yep. for yes. the most part. And hopefully their beers are consistently good in terms of the two that we're going to have very shortly. Right? Yeah, 10 o'clock, though. Early opening, I feel like, from Monday to uh, Saturday. It's Great County. <laughs> I mean... Makes sense. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, as always, we're going to link to their information on our social media. And let's get on to the first one. All right. Here we are about to try our first beer on today's here. episode. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, good yeah. transition. Yes. Thank we're you. not the craft dinner connoisseurs or the craft beer connoisseurs. A, That's why a, we're trying beer. A subtle change for you. Yes. Uh, I, I was hoping the listeners would notice. So, first of all, big thank you to Marvin from Newstat. Yeah, thank you for sending the beers that we're going to be having on today's episode. And also, thanks for having an IPA to clear your mind because a uh, little insight as we were, you know, going back and forth with Marvin, uh, he mistook us for another podcast that they're working with uh, in Ireland. Uh, so, London, Ontario. Definitely easier to send beer to than Ireland. Yeah, and not direct competition, but if they wanted to go head-to-head, you know, do a crossover episode, we could give them Brett, take on one of theirs. Uh, I'll gladly take a free trip to Ireland. No, no, no no one said it was free. Uh, (laughs) It would just be online, but, like, you could go on their podcast and take one of theirs to come on ours. 
Yes. Yeah. They'd have sure. to give us their worst hopes. I feel too. so. It's like a Saint, <laughs> like a Saint <laughs> Patty's Day should be like a producer special. It'd be a great idea. Yeah. We oh, should reach out to them. Maybe we should find out. Yeah. yeah find we'll, out the name we'll of that. We'll find maybe. out which yeah. podcast it is and uh, crossover episode. Yeah, there you go. Some would call that a collaboration. Well, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> so the first beer we're going to be having today is the Neustadt Weiss. Uh, comes in at 5.1% ABV with unlisted IBUs. And of course, it's a Hefeweizen. Right. And Weiss not have this beer. So this, is a, not? this is a traditional German Weiss beer uh, with a dominant wheat malt base and subtle hop notes uh, throughout. So that's what we're going to be kind of looking for with this. Uh, the bulk of the, the taste and aroma comes from the unique Weizen yeast, uh, which imparts spice, clove, and banana flavors. Uh, leaving this beer um, unfiltered allows kind of all these flavors to come out while you're taking your sips. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Or chugs. Yeah. To each their own. Who am I? Anyhow, quickly you drink this beer. Pardon me, I had the gulp. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm not even drinking it. I just had to have a gulp. So that was Ireland, right? Ireland. <laughs> uh, and people from Ireland can also follow us on Instagram at Craft Beer Cons. They could. And follow us on Untapped at Craft Beer Connoisseurs. And we encourage them. Yeah, to. we do. From People from any country, for that matter. Yes. The rating for the new Steadwise is 3.66 out of 5 with 67 check-ins. Very nice. So after that big gulp, uh, I encourage... And not from 7-Eleven. Nope. I encourage everybody to grab their can. And grab their glass and <clears throat> let's open her up. All right. There you go. There you go. So we are drinking this out of a Wizen glass today. So make sure to use your proper glassware. <laughs> so Wizen it up. All right. What do you guys see here? So it's a little... Um, Caramel. More, yeah, like more caramel and coppery kind of than I would expect from a, a Wizen, generally. Um, yeah, it, it's got that kind of caramel look to it, which is, it's nice. It's, it's pleasant. Um, you, can, you can see through it pretty good. Uh, yeah. Thoughts? This is going to go terribly. Oh, yeah. no. Oh, my God. Is it really that big of a deal here, boys? Pour your beers and get drinking here. <clears throat> sorry. Yeah, so, Sorry. On the nose, what do you get, Brent? You said that you could do this yourself, so we're just allowing you to do that. No, that was Chris that said that. Well, you could probably do it yourself. <laughs> Did you forget? That was like a month ago. I know. So oh, on, God. on the nose, I'm getting like major banana out of this one. Yeah, like yeah. the marshmallow bananas. Yes, the, the hardcore soft candies. That wonderful artificial banana. Artificial banana. And also, yeah. what was it? It was like the, uh, the the hard banana candies. Like, they were runs, but they weren't runs. You know the ones I'm talking about? Yeah, like, mm-hmm. I, I do know what you're talking about, yes. yes. Yeah, I get a little bit of clove, lots of banana. You know, I feel as though it's going to be uh, a good beer, because I'm a bit, I like Hefeweizens. Okay, why are you looking at me like you're trying to sell it? <laughs> you, like, you like them, yeah. yeah, yeah. You're like, I, I do, right? Actually, I like Hefeweizens. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Somebody tell me if I, I like, like this. Producer Brock, big fan. Big yeah. fan of Hefeweizens. I'm gonna see if he's gonna like it. Well, he's, glad. he's getting his nose right in there. <laughs> he's gonna smell all that banana. He, he's like, I wish the opening of this Weizen glass was bigger so I could like stick if, my nose. If he nose were a deeper. dog right now, he would just stick and just lick it with the tongue. Drink it like a dog would drink water. As That's what he to, would do. Yeah, as opposed to licking you with Lick with the tongue. All right. Okay. Well, why don't we use our tongues and, and taste this beer? Yeah, I'm not going to lick it. No, don't lick it, but... I mean, you could. I'm not going to. make for a great video. All right, well, I'm going to take it. You, you two lads start drinking. 
And I, uh, I'll talk about this a little bit more. So yeah, um, the color is nice. It is nice to kind of see through it too. Um, and, and the glassware that we have with it is I feel like because we drink Hefeweizen's out of this kind of glassware all the time, yep. is this is a good glass. Like I enjoy the Hefeweizen glass. Uh, I, I do like, like this you glass. Have, the glass. You yes. have control over your beer. Yes. Um, and again, it, it lends itself because the curvature of the glass, um, you can kind of warm up that beer with your hand because a lot of that beer, uh, half of it is sitting you know, in your hand essentially. So yes. there's going to be a little bit more of the warming up of this beer as we go along, which might um, develop some of those uh, flavors as we go. The one thing I will say from this beer is that you can definitely taste how clean it is from that pure spring water that you're getting. Right, so elegant. Yeah. It, okay, I'm gonna just start drinking. Sorry. Yeah. You no, yeah, you haven't had a sip yet. Um, but yes, uh, I, I agree. It definitely you can you can taste the cleanliness mm-hmm. of it for sure. And and we know water makes a huge difference in yeah. the yeah. beer that you brew. And if you have really clean water, that's gonna make a really clean beer. And especially when it's very very locally sourced water, <laughs> compared. Yeah. Right? It's uh, it's good to have. And so. I guess on the taste, the banana is there, of course. The clove is coming through. Uh, it's exactly what I would expect from uh, from a Hefeweizen. Yep. Uh, the banana is not as much as I thought it would be based on the nose. Yeah, you're getting more clove in terms of the actual taste, I yeah. would say. Absolutely. Tyler, your thoughts? Yeah, I think it's got a pretty fast finish, too. Yeah, um, like, it cleans itself out really quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there, there's not a whole lot of lingering, which is... Um, some Hefeweizens, I, I do find that like you're going to get a lingering taste, right? Like whether it's the banana sticks behind or the bubble gum or the clove, and it just sticks. It just sticks there. Um, this one is it fires through pretty pretty quick, um, which to me makes it a little bit more tolerable, mm-hmm. right? Oh, this, yeah. This would definitely be a, I would say, crushable in a hot summer day. Oh, big time. Yeah. One that you could get not just one, but, you know, two, three of Indeed. Yeah, this is, and you know, Wizens generally are are like that, right? Easy drinking, ones that you could, you know, put down relatively quickly. So yeah, I definitely agree with that. If this was, you know, not January uh, and and it was warm, then yeah, we could definitely put this down real quick. There's there's something about this too that is like the, there's like a little bit of an aftertaste that has a sitter between sips. And I just can't put my finger on it. I don't know if it's, I don't know, like a biscotti kind of like a biscuity kind of flavor to it. I don't know if you guys are picking up on that too, mm. um, but it's just it's just it sits there a little, a little bit. Like it, it cleans, it finishes itself out, but then as it comes back around, I, I just feel like it's kind of there's something else. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I will uh, correct you, Chris. You obviously do not know what month it is. It's February now, just as an FYI. Right. Sorry. You uh, said January. Uh, yeah, you said January. Yeah, I, I said didn't January. Pick up on yeah, it. See, hey, guess what? I picked up on one thing. Look at me go. That's good. Now let's pick up on the top five flavor profiles. Um, number one, wheat. Uh, uh, Not number one for me. No. Personally. I mean, it's a wheat beer, so it sounds silly to say that it's not. But yeah, like, I, I don't know. I'm not getting necessarily a flavor of wheat. But and that might be coming where I'm I'm kind of coming from whether it's a bread or a biscuity kind of aspect of it and I know the malts aren't going to f- kind of like lead to that so I don't know why that's what I'm picking up but that's what I'm but would up. you say that that's number one though or oh absolutely not no yeah, I, yeah. I'm just trying to uh, validate my previous comment yeah is what yep. I'm doing totally um, number two is clove <laughs> yes that would be one for me that would be number one for me also okay and number three is yeasty is that pretty high up there for you Brett <laughs> no. <laughs> 
Oh, uh, goodness. Is it in your top five? Uh, no, it is not, actually. No? It is not. Um, I'd go probably clean would be kind of in that uh, number two, number three category. So you would you would think that clean is over yeasty? <laughs> yes. Yes, I would. Okay. Yeah. Chris? Yeah, I'm, I'm not getting a overly yeasty flavor. <laughs> More clean? <laughs> yes. Okay, good. All right. You're like a bunch of elementary school students out here. Yeah, I, and I think that they were talking about the process and how that yeast is, is done, right? So um, I, I could kind of see it in there. Maybe not top of Yeah, I'm, I mean, it's, it's a German beer. Yeast plays a big role in German beers. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I guess that makes sense. But it's not like the flavor of the yeast is really popping out to me. I guess it is in a sense because that's where the clove flavor is coming from. But anyways... Yes. Go ahead. Uh, you know, that was a really good observation, Chris. Go ahead to yes. number four. All right. Number four is orange. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> the huh was from producer Brock. Yeah, Brock, Brock yeah. is confused. Uh, I, I'm also confused. I mean, I, I don't get any flavor of orange in this. I feel like there's a little bit of the rind, perhaps, but nothing like, you know, orange-ish, if you, if you, don't even, if you know Would what you I'm saying. you say there's more yeasty than orange? Uh, no comment. Okay. That. You're yeah. trying to set me up for a lot of failure, and I'm trying to. Oh, that's good. Don't take the bait. Um, <laughs> but I'll give you something to chew on. Uh, number five, bubblegum. Uh, there's a little bit of bubblegum in it, I would say. A little bit, um, but definitely not as much as, uh, you know, a few weeks ago when we had uh, our Block Three beers and we had their Saison. That which was in was- January. Yeah, but that was still a few weeks ago. It was a few no, weeks I, ago, I, I but know, it was in the month that, of January. Yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, just, we're both right. Point out the discretion from previous. Yeah. I didn't even pick up on before. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, there's like just a hint of bubble gum, um, but I would say what are we missing? I, I would definitely add banana in this. You would put uh, bananas. Yep, absolutely. Uh, producer Brock was wondering, where is banana in the top five flavor profiles? Obviously, it's not there. But once we check it in with banana in there, maybe it will make its way into the top five. Maybe we can influence it a little bit. Maybe we can. Are you saying you're an influencer? Maybe. I think so. Well, not on, not on Instagram, though. You're definitely not an influencer there. <laughs> definitely not. So uh, speaking of people on Untapped, uh, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> what kind of transition? That was, that was, that was like a bread transition. Yeah. That was even like worse than what, what I could do. What you should have said is, speaking about influencers... No, because yeah, he, we he, he said he did. He yeah, said Instagram. that once we check it in on Untapped, oh, then, yeah, but then the there's an well, Instagram hold on, hold on. comment. Take two. Okay, here we go. We got this. <laughs> Chris, try this again. All right. Speaking of influencers, <laughs> who has influenced our episode with their comments on Untapped? Still choppy, but we'll take it. Baby. <laughs> that was better, yeah. All right. So the first one we got is Jason J. The handle is Admiral Payne. A I N E. I don't know. You can throw a Y in there. You can take out the E. There's a lot of different ways to do pain. I would say maybe it's Jason's last name, but it's Jason J, so definitely not. <laughs> yeah. J was silent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On January 4th, uh, that month that you were talking about before, Chris. Right. Uh, 2023. I'm glad that is noted. <laughs> <laughs> Can I make sure? Very floral and gets a bit cloving. Cloying. You think it's cloying? Yeah. At the end, uh, 3.75 out of 5. I didn't know if that was a mistype by producer nope, Brock not. or not, because we've been down this road where producers have yep. set us up for absolute disaster. Yeah. So it gets a bit cloying at the end. 3.75 out of 5 is the first one. Yes. Uh, next I don't know what cloying means. 
Look it up. Uh, <laughs> next review comes from Trevor B, and his handle is Knee Injury. <laughs> Pretty good handle. I know a thing or two about knee injuries. Producer Brock does too. Uh, you guys have had no problems with your knees. No, actually, I do have bad knees. Oh, do you? Yeah. Oh, okay. Should try standing up more. No, okay. <laughs> On October 28th, said, That's pretty damn good. I do enjoy a Weiss every now and then. It's like cloves and bubblegum. I drink another one of these. Four out of five. Awesome. Yeah, so the cloying aspect of it from the previous comment would lead to more like distasteful uh, because of sweetness, but or disgusting. And I think those are distasteful and disgusting are very strong words and wouldn't mm-hmm. warrant a three point seven five. So I think it's a little bit out of context on that. Yep. So Jason with some very good vocabulary. But again, a three point seven five for disgust. Right. It, it doesn't disgusting match. Disgusting or distasteful. I I, I don't. Know. I mean, I'm, he he might be in the Brett system of rating. I'm right? thinking. I'm thinking he went. <laughs> yeah, that's I'm true. thinking uh, Jason went to like Western and not like a Brock. Yeah. Right. That's what I'm thinking. Right, right. for his vocabulary. Milwaukee yeah. Doc, but he get rate. Um, yeah. All right. So for our ratings, um, yeah, I think this is kind of um, middle of the road for me. So I'm going to give it a three point. Five. We're gonna get a three point five. Mm. Um, yeah, you were a little unsure there, right? Oh, I was, and yeah. and I could have went both sides of that board. He had so. that premium. Could have been a three four, or a three six. Could have been. been. We'll never know. Uh, So I'm going to agree with you, Tyler. I'm going to give it a 3.5. There's nothing necessarily wrong with this beer. It's just, uh, I think it's done well. It's just nothing spectacular. Yeah, I I totally agree. 3.5. I think it's one of those ones that you can definitely have as a a one in your fridge that you know exactly if you want to have a wise in that day, pick this one up. Right? Producer Brock. A uh, little bit lower, 3.25. Okay. All right. Uh, so that gives us an overall score of 3.43. Uh, Tyler, I totally took your line, but, uh, you know. All out of 7.5 on the end of that one. <laughs> <laughs> 3.475. Look you at Tyler, what? always coming at the end. Yeah, okay. Uh, let's uh, jack that up to a 3.5. Is that, Can I say that? I appreciate that. There you go. Uh, I feel like after previous episodes, Chris is going to be doing the next one on his own. You'll get the one on your own. And because I'm a collab guy, I'll still include you guys in my episodes. Oh, thank you very much. Well, let's move on to beer number two. All right. And we're back. See, not as... Oh, you're using my line. Yeah, well. Yeah. Yeah, you know, trademarks, so... So the second beer is called is the Schwartz beer. Also, it's the same name. Uh, some might call it a dark lager or a premium dark lager. Perhaps. Oh, right. As, as labeled on the can. Yes, right? exactly. Yeah. Uh, 6% ABV. The IBUs, again, are unlisted. Excellent. So literally meaning black beer in German, this smooth lager is not exactly what you might expect from the color. So we've talked about this before, too. It's the same thing with stouts. Right, you have a stout, you have a white stout. You might think white stouts don't taste like stouts, however, they do. They, they definitely do. Right, so this should give us some light roast, not dark roast flavors, dissolve effortlessly onto the palate. That's what they say. We will see if it actually comes to fruition um, and balance with the moderate hop content. So prepare yourself, guys. Are All you right. prepared? I'll, I will prepare myself For mentally the, uh, and physically. Honestly, you just know how to kill a vibe. Prepare for the the unexpected with this drinkable dark lager. 
I do know how to kill a vibe. Indeed. I, I am prepared for the unexpected. It's like uh, Big Brother. Expect the unexpected. There you go. Uh, so on Untapped, uh, this beer was recently released, so it only has seven check-ins at the time of our recording. And the average rating for it is 4.03 out of 5. So low number of check-ins, but uh, pretty good on the uh, rating <laughs> like side. high number of rating. <laughs> there you go. Also, of note, there's a seller version of this beer that is bottled uh, and also included in these ratings. So uh, I guess nobody created the, <laughs> the cellared version of this beer yeah. uh, as a separate beer. But maybe we will. Hint, hint, nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Are you coming on to me too? First Marvin, now me? What? Jeez. <laughs> I t- what are you talking about? <laughs> I tell you. Oh, producer Brock. I just tried to set him up for his uh, special. There you go. Well, speaking about special, uh, Brock. <laughs> let's uh, grab our can of beer and our glass, which you'll find out what it is soon. And let's open her up. Now we're going to start the pour here. And you talk about the glass. I will. So we're drinking this out of a pint glass, so make sure to use your proper glassware. Very good. Um, so the first one that comes to my mind, it might not come to yours, is uh, dark. Yeah, honestly, like even including the head, it kind of looks like a stout. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it, it is definitely very dark. There's some nice head that you actually have there with, with yours. Yeah, Brett, not so much. No, no, not mine at all. Straight straight pour. But I could see that too, also with the, the glassware that we're doing. So um, I can't see through this thing uh, at all. No, no, you cannot. Uh, what, do you guys, what do you guys smell? Definitely malts. Lots and lots of malts. Yeah, honestly, not a whole lot. Like the aroma is not very powerful, but... What I am getting is the yeah the the dark malts. Are you getting like a coffee out of it? No, not really. No, I would say same thing. Good, good. Are you? No, I, I'm not. And this is this is kind of where I was going to this is like if I poured this side by side with a a stout, yeah, like a traditional stout. I think that on the appearance, yes, you would struggle with trying to identify this. And going through our yeah, cor- totally. courses in which we've done, um. It, one of the big aspects to that is is smelling, and what what do you what do you smell on the nose, right? Yeah. And so with this here, you could tell the difference between the two, and and that's where I was kind of going with this because mm-hmm. usually we talk about how the smell can affect your flavor um, as as you drink it, right? Almost getting a little bit of smokiness off the uh, nose as well, like a, just a little tinge. Okay. Well. I'm not a huge fan of uh, smoked beers, so that may not be great for me. But also, not a big fan of smoking. No, definitely not. <laughs> I'm not sure how relevant that is. Fun but. Just trying to keep fun. killing the vibe. <laughs> fun facts. I think we're already Fife. down the rabbit hole. I'm just going to keep going. Yeah. <laughs> fun facts with Fife. Oh my god, there's a spinoff episode for you. Maybe we uh, should drink the beer. I, oh, that's a great idea. All right, you guys go ahead, but. Uh, uh, as I was saying, just to kind of elaborate on it, is that you can put beers that look very similar beside each other and still have a bit of an idea of what you're what you're actually drinking with this. So I would anticipate that the flavors might be bold, but the 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 way that it finishes should be a little bit cleaner than some of the stouts and out there. That's my uh, that's my thesis uh, on this, and we'll see how, how I kind of come there you out. go. 
thanks for listening to my TED talk. Uh, my go TED ahead, talk. Go ahead and uh, taste it. Hey, thanks you? for the permission. I appreciate. Yeah, that. no problem. Uh, so, uh, Brett, you and I, uh, mm-hmm. we we've had we've had a couple of sips uh, yeah. as well as Brock. Um, so I'm getting a lot of the, you know, as you would expect, the dark malt flavor mm-hmm. uh, coming through, um, almost like a roastiness. Too, yes, right? definitely getting that roastiness. Almost like they were sitting in a coffee grinder for a little bit, right? Before it doesn't have like again, it doesn't have that stout vibe. I think it might be because of the the water and the cleanliness of the water. It's not giving off that stout vibe. It's more so just getting that. It's kind of again like a hybrid, like between a lager and a stout, right? A little bit, and like it definitely has the. Uh, I'll call it thickness or lack of thickness of a lager. Like, and what I mean by that is it's, it, there's not a lot of body to it, right? Whereas a stout, you 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 know, there might be more body to it. Viscosity is a little bit down on. Yeah, it. there you go. Some viscosity, syrupiness, that sort of thing that you might get in a stout is obviously not present here because it's a it's a dark lager. Um, but yeah, what do you think, Tyler? So when we talk about the roastiness, are we sticking away from roasted malts or different than roasted coffee? Yeah, I think it's roasted malt um, mm-hmm. rather than roasted coffee. Because uh, I think roasty or roasted, if you will, will kind of describe the type of flavor, not the actual flavor, if that makes sense. It does, and that's and that's why I wanted you to kind of you know walk, yeah. walk us down that path. Is that there is a bit of a difference? And we've tried um, malts before, and we've tried you know some roasted malts, um, and I think this does a, a pretty good job of it because it doesn't um, push itself into that standard stout porter kind of esque uh, direction. Yeah. Um, I, I agree with you is that this is a little bit lighter on the way the viscosity of it yep. is is it, it it's thinner if you will right and uh, it, it does go down fairly well mm-hmm. uh, producer Brock coming in is I feels like this beer is very similar to a stout uh, maybe because we use the uh, outdoor refrigeration service that's provided here um, maybe <laughs> we should have warmed up the beer a little bit before serving would it do it justice would more of those flavors come through perhaps that's an interesting concept, right? Because it's a lager, which you are supposed to drink cold, yes. um, quite cold, actually. So I don't know. It, it would be an interesting experiment to do. I think you could definitely do it. I would not recommend doing it. Yeah. And, and, and because of that, right? Like I would have it as a lager because that's what it is saying it is supposed to do. So right. when we're rating this, I'm rating it as a dark lager and I want to have it as a cold, dark lager. Uh, not something that's sitting at like that uh, four, six, seven kind of degree yeah. kind of area, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Again, with being 6%. Yeah. Kinda, yeah. 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 Uh, let's get into the top five flavor profiles, Brett. Uh, you might as well kill the vibe here yep, and tell I us will. how many we have. Yeah. Uh, number one is a roasty. Oh, so we, we have some. Huh? Yeah. No, yeah. Th- this has been populated oh. by Brock. Yeah. Sorry. Brock actually did something. Okay. <laughs> Right, I like literally threw you yep. a bone, and you're like, you know what? I'm not going to eat that. I'm no. going I'm I'm to chew on this. I'm going to go venture over here. Well, so we know that there wasn't a whole lot of check. You know me, venture off the beaten path. Yeah, yes. you're you're consistent with killing the vibe. Yeah, yeah there, there's not a lot of check-ins, and no. with that, seven, uh, I believe we uh, up to yeah. eight actually. Just checked, just came in. 
<laughs> two minutes ago. Hot off the press. Uh, which means that the flavor profiles are on list at this time. So we're going to be creating our own, which, uh, Brett, you so eloquently went ahead and said what producer uh, Brock has put down. Yeah. So what's we're in the, the surprise. One? I believe it's roasty. Okay. Can you guys confirm? Yes. I would <clears throat> I, I would agree with, with roasty being up there for sure. Yes, me too. Okay. Number two from Brock. Again, clean. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's clean, right? Like, that's kind of what we're getting at with the, kind of what I was getting at with the lower viscosity would type you, Would stuff. you put it in a two spot, though? Probably not. No. I, I would agree with that. And again, we figured these beers are going to be very clean, again, using the, the pure spring water. The water, they, right? Yeah. And you keep on just hitting that spring water, <laughs> right? Hard. Love me some good natural spring water. Number three, dark. Yeah, and so this, again, goes hand in hand with roasty. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like it is obviously a dark flavored beer. Yeah. Uh, I can taste the darkness of said beer, but again, it, it's the roasty aspect of it. But I could see uh, where producer Brock's going with this. Uh, number four, refreshing. Yeah, it, it does have a refreshingness to it um, because it is a lager. I think um, a little bit surprising maybe that when you look at it that you wouldn't necessarily think it would be refreshing, but it does. I think it does come off as refreshing. Okay. Yeah, I think it's a refreshing beer. Yeah, I think that this this beer, we, we kind of talk about having it in different seasons, is this kind of um, spans any kind of season. I feel like you could just, just have it like late at night and um, with a nice meal and get a little bit more flavor from a traditional lager, that, or sorry, than a traditional lager. Yeah, like I don't think it would be weird to have this beer in the summer. Correct. And producer Brock would like to have this beer by the fireplace during a winter storm, painting a picture, perhaps. I'm thinking what he's wanting to paint is my face out of our craft beer connoisseur's logo and painting his face into it. I could see him just like a, a bare rug, fireplace on, three-quarter nude. A- antlers uh, on the wall? Antlers on the wall. Just sitting <laughs> in, a, there. in a wooden cabin. Yeah. A wooden cabin. The canvas is out. He's got his nice oil paints just ready to go. I didn't oh. really know that Brock was a painter. but Yeah, Brock paints. Yeah. Did you not know that? No. Yeah, Brock no. Paints. Yeah. I've never seen any of his work. Yeah, yeah he actually, um, during COVID, that was one of the things that Brock did was go ahead and watch a lot of the uh, Bob Ross stuff and oh. and start painting some of those. So I know that do, he uses... Do you go to paint nights? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he, he runs he loves some of them. The, he loves them. He runs a couple of them, yeah. Oh, he runs them. Yeah, we've yeah. heard he doesn't have much downtime, but when he does, he paints some pictures. Yeah, uh, thick pastels, um, and then oil is basically where he's at with that. So okay, no watercolors. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> you, you thought, no, no, not no. Brock. He actually, pa- he actually paints like, like a birthday cards and whatnot. I use one. There oh, really? Okay. Yeah. okay. Oh, that's cute. All right. All right well, <laughs> that's a whole other producer special that we'll get into eventually. <laughs> and number five was <laughs> number five was full. And Good. if we know anything about Brock, follow himself. Okay, <laughs> especially yeah, yeah. I think I think this, uh, this this beer does have a lot of different flavors, uh, kind of coming through with it. it. It's it's consistent, but I I can see where the fullness comes from. Yeah, I wouldn't really have anything to add to it. Like honestly, there's not a ton of flavors that come through in this beer. Fair enough. No. Uh, so there's some thoughts and ratings from Untapped users, and Tyler, you have the first review. I do. The first one is from Randy B. Randy, nineteen sixty-two, which is, I think actually is producer Brock's uh, dad's was, was also born in nineteen sixty-two. So this could be uh, producer this Brock's is burner dad. account. I like to see it. <laughs> oh, there you <laughs> this go. Could be on January first. Uh, very Jan one. You know, let's start the new year off hot. 
Uh, is that of 2023? We've discussed yeah, this. Yeah, it is. <laughs> New yeah. release. Right. Very, very nice beer, nice flavor. Definitely buy again, four to five. Randy's average rating out of almost 1,000 check-ins, 2.98. So that speaks, uh, this speaks heavy for this beer. Significantly higher than uh, Randy's average. Uh, so the next one, uh, I guess there were no other ones with... Um, Written with actual reviews, yeah. written reviews, just uh, ratings. So uh, we got some, I'll, I'll just go over three. Uh, basically, Eric S. Uh, rated it a four. Greg L. rated it a 4.25. And Ryan H. rated it a 4.5. So those were uh, the three other individuals who had this beer in a can, uh, not the cellared version. What are you going to give it, Chris? Well, what am I going to give it? Uh, I'm going to give it a 3.5. Seems like we got a theme going on throughout this episode. Yeah, I feel I'm like I'm also going to give this a 3.5. Tyler, are you going to break it or make it? <laughs> or or, or both? shake it or take it. Uh, <laughs> Bake I, it. I, I, I'm going to give it uh, a 3.5 as well. Oh. Uh, very clean beer. And producer Brock is going to give it a 3.0. Chris, you should know the math on this one. I believe that's going to give us a 3.375. Uh, Said with the utmost confidence. (laughs) (laughs) Which we are going to round up? Yeah, up. To 3.5? Three, three 3.35s. I think we're rounding up. Pretty sure we are. And that concludes the review of Newstead and the beers that were provided for today's episode. Excellent. Up next, we're going to be discussing empty kegs. No, we're going to be discussing (laughs) our fears. We'll be right back. We're back. I did it. <laughs> Use my 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 patented line. Uh, all right, so we're back, and we're going to talk about our fears. Um, you'll kind of understand uh, how I'm going to tie this in a little bit later. I hope they do, yeah, because yeah. I'm excited yeah. to figure it out myself. <laughs> all right. Uh, so why don't we just go kind of one by one? I can start it off and, and just uh, kind of throw one out i don't think we'll have too much time so maybe just one or two each person okay sounds good yeah you're the okay, boss yeah, boss yeah. okay you tell us what to do we'll unless do you it. have like a lot of fears uh, uh <laughs> do we have a, a kleenex and a couch i can lay down on? <laughs> do we have yeah. more time <laughs> do we need a psychologist to come in here no, you, uh, gotta pay, you gotta pay for that yeah, yeah. uh I, my fear is whenever brett opens his mouth during the pocket i, I mean oh, oh. <laughs> universal it's wrapping up and uh, that's gonna be all for today's episode <laughs> that's my fear too so i get it uh so uh my definitely biggest fear is uh elevators uh i do not like being in elevators uh i guess i have a fear is it of the it. up or the down uh either okay uh, it's, it's the camera it's that's a, looking it, at him. it's once the doors close um that's that's my fear i guess it's a fear of um not being like getting stuck and not being able to get out but uh i don't really know where it stems from but that is definitely my biggest fear have you ever been stuck in an elevator see that's the thing not that i can recall i have i have as well yeah and you know what it was okay i had my cell phone i was fine (sighs) i was only there for about yeah 30 45 minutes that came and there's not like a hey you're in between like floors here exit now because they they don't want you to be like decapitated obviously but, <laughs> so they, they make sure it gets put onto a full floor and you're you're set and you can get but like out. you know how sometimes you're in an elevator with like 10 other people and you're all squished in like yeah that's kind of the thing is like sure I, maybe if well, i was with one or two people 
I could deal with it, but like if I was in a packed elevator, I don't yep. know what I'd no, do. That's fair. Yeah. Yep. I, I agree. Anything else? Thank you for sharing. Thank you for sharing. That's my major one. Uh, but then you want to come back? Yeah, we'll just go one by one. Uh, my biggest fear would be a fear of not having my feet on the ground. So in terms of this, you ever have that moment in your life like where you're like maybe slipped on some ice or like a you know wet floor or whatever, right? Yeah. And all of a sudden your feet lose traction with the with the surface, and you have that split section second, pardon me, of your life flashing before your eyes, and then you <laughs> finally hit the ground. Obviously, it's gonna hurt a little bit, but like just that flash moment of thinking about all your life's like you know things. So, like, if you are in an airplane, for example, yeah. technically your feet are not on the ground, but are you, since your feet are on the plane, are, like, you're okay? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's like roller coasters, like, when you, so on a roller coaster, for example, yeah, if there's, like, a secured section where your feet have a flat surface to stay on, it's fine. But you know, I, I love the yeah. stomping. I hope yeah. that got picked yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah. But like, remember that ride at Marineland that they had with like they strap you in and your feet are like dangling and they go like up and down. Yes. Yeah. I hated that because my feet weren't on. So like drop zone. You would yeah. Be. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Oh, okay. Those things like that can't do it. Okay. <sighs> Very good. I it's 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 <laughs> tough because how much do we divulge <laughs> this conversation? As um, much as you want. <laughs> yeah, I think for myself is um, my fear of, uh, is really kind of a little bit more personal and, and a little bit different. It's just disappointment. And I, I, again, I, I don't need to go into it, but there's certain people in my life that like I don't want to disappoint. And I feel like um, through life, there, there's a, a big journey of who you were and who you are and where you're going. And um, I, again, I don't want to get... T- too into it because it's uh, I mean it's craft beer podcast and we don't need to be uh, too much down the down the rabbit hole but um, there's certain people in my life that I just I, I don't want to disappoint because yeah. um, they're important to me and and I hope to be important to them and um, I would do almost anything to make sure that I don't disappoint those people and it's something I struggle with all the time is is just the over encompassing like you know feeling of, of disappointment whether it's Disappointing myself or, or disappointing those individuals. So that's uh, that's mine. Nice. Yeah. Uh, well, Brock says he is not a huge fan of heights. So fear of heights. I, uh, I, I get that. Yeah, can I, confirm Brock does not have his working at heights training. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Well, that's good because uh, he'd be afraid to get it. Um, so my second fear, which I'll kind of tie in, um, you know, with the uh, – water uh kind of aspect of, of uh, fresh new spring springs. water so i don't necessarily have a fear of water but it's like being out in the open water so for example like kayaking in the middle of a lake or like canoeing in the middle of a lake like that is very scary to me so scuba diving well i've never done that but i would snorkeling presume i would not have a good time with that it's more like let's say you were kayaking or canoeing in the middle of a lake and you fell out of the boat and you were just like in the middle of a lake. But like, but that's a cruise the ship is okay. Cause you've been on a cruise before I have. And that's okay. Uh, I'm just curious. But you also know that there's emergency, like emergency service personnel that are like right there with you on a cruise. Yeah. I'm just, yeah. I'm like curious, yeah. It, 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 that's definitely scary. Like if you right. were to fall out and be in the middle of the ocean, like that would be even worse. Yeah. Um, I just kind of, have you went, heard of Titanic? <laughs> 
I don't know. It might not be well. It's known. a movie. It Actually, takes a long time. Funny, gotta, funny story. Flip that um, two sides on VHS. When when I did go on my cruise, we went. Uh, we stayed at a hotel in Fort Lauderdale the night before right. we went on our cruise, and on one of the TV channels, they were <laughs> playing Titanic. Titanic. Oh, yeah, no. that's devastating. <laughs> uh, so yeah, right. that that's my my. Uh, my second greatest fear, I guess. Honestly, I actually have the same fear. I've yeah. been on kayaks in the middle of a lake. Not my thing. Oh, I, I don't uh, mind it. Um, my biggest probably freak out or a panic attack, if you will, was when I was in Turks and Caicos. Uh, and my wife and I... <laughs> it's one of the three. <laughs> and uh, my wife and I rented a Sea-Doo and we went out into the Atlantic Ocean. Oh, yeah. And we were like... Getting close to the point, like, you know, where there's like that buoy line where like you shouldn't go past. Right. And I was like freaking out. Yeah. You're I don't like, know let's go back. Let's go back. It's more so like, I didn't know if I have enough confidence in my wife driving at the time versus <laughs> me. Like, I don't know what it was, but, uh, yeah. So pretty much what happened was I made her immediately go back to the sand so I could put my feet on the sand and she went out for the next 45 minutes. It was 50 minutes in terms of the time that we yeah. allotted. She had 45 minutes on her own, on her own in a sea do. She well, really appreciated that. Yeah, that kind of ties into your first fear, right? Like when yeah. you're in the water, you don't have your feet on the ground, right? Exactly. So it's kind of the same idea. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, I don't think I have any other fears per se. Oh, but. you're so brave. No. I thought it was wet horse blankets. <laughs> no, in all honesty, there's there's thing that, I mean, like I'm far from perfect. And I mean, there's always growth. But um, in terms of fears, like there's things that provide me anxiety and I, and I don't like those, but it's not something that I, I necessarily fear because I, I just kind of stay away, with it, away from it and I recognize it. Um, but yeah, no, I am far from perfect. That is, that is something that we should all take from this. Uh, and then uh, producer, fear of failure, perfectionist. Wow. Which yeah. is interesting because I mean. Look, guys, Picasso over here. Yeah. I, that's what I thought. I know. I mean, and, I know. And that's the thing is like, is, is perfectionist uh, a fear of failure or is a fear of failure because you're a perfectionist? Um, interesting to kind of dive into that, but we don't have time for that uh, today. And no. I, I think that uh, other professionals could probably help out with that a little bit more than I could. Yeah, not us for sure. Well, um, there you go. We've shared our fears. Uh, maybe you guys can let us know what your fears are on our on our Instagram just for fun. Yeah, we'll get a get a poll up there. Yeah, totally. Uh, we'll be right back with our farewells. All right, all right, all right. Maybe we'll start that up. No. Yeah, that's like your your new thing, eh? Yeah, maybe. Uh. I don't know. We'll see. Fair enough. Okay, before we uh, say our farewell, I just want to say thank you to all you guys for sharing all your fears because that that is uh, a vulnerability, and I think that uh, it's really important that we share that kind of stuff, and uh, we support each other in those vulnerabilities. So Mm -hmm. I I sincerely uh, appreciate everybody for sharing those. That includes you, Brock. Okay, don't say anything back. That's fine. Uh, (laughs) So that's going to be it for today's episode. Thanks again for listening. Keep on listening every other Thursday as the Craft Beer Connoisseurs release a new episode and on our off Thursdays for a producer special. And make sure to tell your friends, family, and a lifeguard because Chris and I aren't big fans of water. So from all of us and producer Brock, I'm Tyler. I'm Brett. And I'm Chris. And together, we're the Craft Beer Connoisseurs.